everybody have a good time at EA Global? Cool. Uh, so I'm Kerry, who we might have already met. Um, I'm the Managing Director of Effective Altruism Ventures, the Managing Director of Effective Altruism Global, Director of Effective Altruism Outreach for Center for Effective Altruism. So do a fair bit of EA in my time. Um, I'm talking about the future of EA, and there's going to be sort of three components to this. So first, what could the EA movement become? Second, what are the existential risks to the success of the EA movement? So what could go wrong? And then three, what can we do to ensure that the movement's actually successful? Um, that's kind of like a caveat. I designed this talk with the mantra, better wrong than vague, in my mind. And what I mean is, when you go to a talk, you like remember basically nothing of what speakers say. Um, so a good way to avoid that is to say things as clearly and precisely as possible. So that way, you can find things that you disagree with me about, you can talk to me afterwards, and I can come up with better plans. So, you know, sort of take notes when you find a thing that seems too ambitious or that seems like it's wrong and let me know. So first, what could the EA movement become? Um, I talked about this in my opening, but I think EA involves two simple but not easy steps. First, figure out how to do the most good. Second, actually go do it. So if we're going to talk about the future of EA. We can sort of break it down into these two components. What's the future of figuring out how to do the most good? What's the future of actually doing it? So for figuring out how to do the most good, um, I think this is kind of EA's comparative advantage. Um, it seems actually kind of plausible to me that this is the best group of people that has ever existed at figuring out how to improve the world. Um, and uh, I, you know, like I mentioned, this, this is kind of like EA's secret sauce, is that we care about this a lot and we do a good job of it. Historically, the way we've done this is with a pretty simple equation. Take something that works in the real world, add altruism, and you get effective altruism. So uh, you might take RCTs in the scientific method, you might add global humanitarianism and the desire to help the global poor, and you get give or recommended charities. Um, and this is great. This is a great way to make progress on fixing a problem. But increasingly, I think EA is uh, looking a little different than that. So two things that people you might have heard about uh, here over the conference and that people are interested in are um, artificial intelligence and um, you know, the overwhelming importance of the far future. And these sort of arise in sort of different mechanism. They come from sort of, you know, uh, sort of philosophical thinking, logical thinking, sort of reasoning from first principles. And that's kind of started to dominate a little bit what EAs think about and kind of the set of considerations that EAs are interested in. My guess is then the future, figuring out how to do the most good is going to look more like that. Like I expect us to work on problems that will seem very unusual to us now, just like AI safety looked unusual to a lot of people a few years ago. Um, and that sort of that's how we'll figure out how to do the most good in the future. Um, I kind of think that if we play our cards right as a movement, um, we could absolutely create a movement that's on par with the scientific revolution or the enlightenment. Like I think we actually can sort of funnel the brain power of humanity into caring about how to figure out how to do the most good. Um, I mentioned this in my opening, but like my hope for the EA movement, if it goes well, is that you know in 50 years or 60 years, people look back on this time, like 2015 and realize that this is the moment that humanity finally got its shit together and started to really care about how to improve the world. So you figure out how to do the most good, and then you do it. What's the future of actually doing good in the world? Um, and uh, I think it's, you know, I mentioned that like our comparative advantage is in figuring out how to do the most good. But I also think, uh, despite that, we've done a tremendous amount of good in you know, actually improving the world. So we've you know, raised $10 million through direct cash transfers with GiveDirectly. We pledged 8 million hours to high-impact careers through 80,000 hours. We've dewormed over 4 million school children. We've paid for a million bed nets through Against Malaria Foundation. We've pledged nearly half a billion dollars through giving what we can, and actually a little more now, uh, 
from Paul's announcement. Uh, and we've had $3 billion committed through Good Ventures from Carrie Tuna and Facebook co-founder Dustin Moskovitz. And we gathered over 800 people across three countries for EA Global. Um, and I think this is great. We, we are, you know, we're off to a really good start. But I think there's a lot more to do. I think compared to the, what I think the scale of our ambition should be, this is kind of a drop in the bucket. So the kinds of things we should be aiming to do as a movement is stop factory farming. We should be aiming to end extreme poverty. We should be aiming to avert existential risks and vanguard humanity's future. Um, and I think we should absolutely be aiming to do all that, like, literally in our lifetimes. Um, so we've got huge ambitions, and, uh, you know, we've accomplished a lot of good so far. So what's going to stop us? What are the existential risks to the EA movement? And I see four. There's the eternal September effect. There's coordination failure, ossification, and epistemic failure. So I'll talk about each of those in turn as a threat to the future of the EA movement. So first, there's the eternal September effect. Um, some of you might know this story, but uh, in the early days of the internet, there was a discussion forum called Usenet. And Usenet was a nice, you know, fairly small community of people who had pretty high quality, pretty useful discussions about various topics. But there was a problem. Every September, universities would add new college freshmen, and college freshmen would get access to Usenet. So they'd sort of come onto Usenet all at once, and the discussion quality would drop dramatically. They didn't understand the rules of that community. They didn't understand how that community functioned. And so, you know, discussion quality would drop for a while until the college freshmen either left or, like, understood how Usenet works, and then the quality would rebound. Um, that's until AOL came along. So AOL gave everybody access to Usenet as, as soon as you signed up for AOL. So there was, like, a wave of millions and millions of new people coming onto Usenet who didn't understand the norms, didn't understand how the community functioned, and it killed Usenet as a result. So the moral of the story here is if you add people to your community too fast, and those people don't learn what that community is about, they don't understand the norms of that community, you end up, you stop building a community that's adding new people and start building a community of new people. So one of the risks for the EA movement is that it's growing quite rapidly, and we've got to make sure that we bring people up to speed on what EA is actually about instead of just adding more bodies to the community. Um, my sort of second existential risk is coordination failure. Um, so uh, one of the things that I think is really great about the EA movement is that we get a pretty good coordination multiplier on our resources. So I started working in EA full-time um, about a year ago, and I was talking to a bunch of EA orgs trying to figure out where I should work. And a consistent thing that I found is they said, hey, you should talk to a bunch of other EA orgs to make sure you're not a better fit there. And that was even in cases where it was clear they wanted to hire me. So I remember I talked to, to Neil, and he was like, yeah, I'd love to hire you. You should also go talk to GiveWell and, you know, FHI and, GC, you know, and all these other organizations. He gave me a list of like 10 organizations that I should go talk to. And that's like really weird. Uh, he's like literally referring me to one of his competitors because he has this shared goal. He knows that they're going to do good, good work with talent. He's going to do good work with talent. He's kind of indifferent between who gets it and just wants it to do the most good. Um, similar thing happens with money. Like sometimes organizations will talk to big donors who want to give them money. And they'll say, you know what? Like we could use your money, but this organization could use it more. So go give it to them. And so that's amazing. I think that's also one of the sort of secret weapons of the EA movement. Um, with it, I could see this failing is kind of in two ways. So one, um, we could fail to coordinate because of geographic locations. So it's very easy to coordinate with people who are close to you, but it's a little harder to coordinate with people who are far away. So you can imagine that the Melbourne community coordinates and the San Francisco community coordinates and the Oxford community coordinates, but they never coordinate between each other. So then we're just building like small EA movements instead of building one unified whole that can go out and accomplish our goals. Another way that we could fail coordination is around cause areas. So it could be the people who are like, I want to work on animal welfare. They just go work on that. And global poverty people go work on that. And they don't actually coordinate as a cohesive movement. 
Um, and since I think we're much stronger together than we are separately, I think that would be a real risk for the success of EA. Um, another uh, sort of existential risk for EA is ossification. So ossification would occur if EA fails to be able to pivot its priorities over time. Um, so I'm sort of concerned about ossification in two ways. Um, so first, oh, whoops. First, I'm concerned about ossification around uh, cause areas. So people walk around with this weird idea, which is that effective altruism is about animal rights, global poverty, X risk, and like meta, which includes like movement building and some other things. Um, and the reason people think that is because after the first EA summit, somebody attended and wrote a blog post that said, hey, based on my observations, this seemed to be what people are working on. And literally, that's the reason people walk around thinking that's what EAs work on. If we can't pivot around that, if we can't have a deeper understanding of what EAs should work on, then I'd be worried that we're going to be locked in and we're not going to actually figure out how to do the most good in the future. Um, another area of ossification is around uh, like who's in the movement. Um, an unfortunate fact about movements is people who are in the movements tend to attract other people like them. So we could worry about being ossified around uh, you know, gender or socioeconomic status or race. Um, and so that could be a, that could be a definite risk. And we also could be, could be ossified around skill sets. So we tend to attract a lot of philosophy people, a lot of computer science people and math nerds. Um, and we, we're probably going to need people with very different skills than those. We're probably going to need people who have good social intelligence or emotional intelligence. We're going to need people who know stuff about politics, know stuff about branding. There's all kinds of things that we're going to need more people for. And if we ossify around only like a specific subset of skills, we might not be successful. And finally, we have epistemic failure. Um, so I'm worried about epistemic failure in a specific sense. So there's this interesting fact about the world, which is if you think deeply about how the world works, you come to different conclusions than other people come to. And if you come to different conclusions than other people come to, you sometimes take different actions. And when you take different actions from everybody else, you become weird. Uh, it's very tempting when people start becoming weird to say to them, hey, we want to get all these normal people into the movement. If you could just stop thinking and doing different things, it'd be great. It'd really help us out. You know, more people would want to join. I think this is absolutely the wrong call. The importance of figuring out how to do the most good is so overwhelming that we just have to pick the epistemic cards and not pick the, like, add more people to the movement cards. So this could be another way that uh, the EA movement could fail to accomplish its goals. So to sum all these up, I think the uh, problem could be summed up like this. Um, the EA movement has to grow to accomplish its goals. So if we're not going to end poverty and you know, stop factory farming with like 2,000 people. Um, but growth, especially if it's done in the wrong ways, can increase the probability that the movement collapses or the probability that the movement doesn't, you know, sort of enters into a permanent state where it can't get to be as great as it could have been otherwise. So what do we do? Um, I've done some thinking about this. And my answer to this question sort of boils down to a word, and that word is infrastructure. So uh, in a physical economy, infrastructure includes stuff like roads, bridges, tunnels, uh, you know, water distribution facilities, and telecommunications. Um, and what all of these things do is they allow like sort of trade and economic activity to happen, but they don't add economic activity themselves. So what I think the solution is to these problems in the EA movement is we need to build the kind of movement that can add people safely, not add more people to the existing movement, or at least, you know, sort of marginal effort to go on making sure that the movement works well. So uh, what do we need to have good EA movement infrastructure? There are four things. We need to be able to distribute ideas, improve the talent pipeline, improve resource allocation, and onboard new members. So I'll talk briefly about some examples of each of those to give you an idea of what I'm talking about. So uh, what do we want the infrastructure to do? We want it to distribute ideas. Some examples of this are like... Uh, EA Global is a pretty good way to distribute ideas. 
Um, there's also, you know, the EA forums, there's books, there's maybe we could have peer-reviewed collections of EA ideas. There's a bunch of ways to improve idea distribution. Another is to improve the talent pipeline. So we can improve discovery of talented people, something uh, 80,000 Hours is working on. We can connect people to EA opportunities. There's a new organization um, in San Francisco, which is Effective Altruism Action, which is working on this, you know, taking people who want to work in, in the EA movement somewhere and connecting them with opportunities, a bunch of other things we can do there. We also want to improve resource allocation. So some ideas there, like I think EA Ventures plays a big role here. It helps new projects get funded, helps coordinate, um, you know, coordinate funders. It's also onboarding new members. Um, and so my, some sort of examples there are like EffectiveAltruism.org, the EA Handbook, local meetups, and so on. Uh, so, you know, as I noted earlier, I spend basically all of my time on movement building. So I've noticed some problems, and I think I have sort of a sketch of a plan for what we might do to solve it. Um, so first, uh, I think EA Global and EA Global X are going to play a key part in building the movement infrastructure. Um, so I think in 2016, EA Global will be even bigger and even better. So we can imagine having one large EA Global with thousands of people, even larger than San Francisco or Oxford. We can imagine continuing the global theme and doing like, you know, nine countries and 3,000 people. Like I think the sky's the limit for EA Global. Um, we're also launching EA Global X, which is like TEDx to EA Global's TED. Um, and that'll be conferences, EA conferences happening all over the world all year long. The first one is going to be a week after Oxford in Basel um, in Switzerland. And then we're planning to do one in Boston. I'm talking to people in LA. So we could have EA conferences sort of around the world. Um, another part of building the movement infrastructure is EffectiveAltruism.org. So this is designed to be the kind of landing page for EA. I want it to be like a single entry portal. We can get immediately plugged into the EA movement. We can learn what you're good at, learn how you can make a contribution. Um, and this can be like a, you know, sort of a single point of entry that everybody can use. There's also community management. Um, if EA is going to be a social movement, it has to be, uh, it has to be a community people actually want to be a part of. And so ensuring that the community is functioning well, um, and that, you know, it's a friendly community to be a part of is really important. Planning to work with Julia Wise, who, uh, Peter Singer mentioned in his talk. She has a background in social work and she'll be helping with community management. There's also resource allocation. So there's EA Ventures, um, which will encourage funder collaboration and, um, you know, fund new projects. And then finally, there's uh, Effective Altruism Build. So um, uh, what we have here is a map of every EA meetup in any place all over the world, and uh, according to meetup.org. Um, and I've been done a lot of thinking about movement building, and I've come to the conclusion that kind of all roads lead local. So if you imagine, so I talk to somebody, and I, they convince me to be really excited about Jesus, like I want to be a part of Team Jesus. Um, a huge advantage they have is I can go to a meeting in less than a week, like on the next Sunday, where I immediately like learn more about the Jesus people, I meet them, I get connected, I get plugged into that community. It's like a huge advantage in terms of getting people immediately on board. We need something like that. So what I want to do is I want to take the map of EA from this to this. This is a map of the People's Climate March, which was a, a global a climate change protest, which happened all over the world all on the same day. So here's how we're going to do it. We're going to put a trained movement builder in every major city on the planet in the next five years. Uh, these people will be well-trained. They'll understand how EA functions. They'll understand how to build their local community. And they'll do this all over the world. Um, I've got a team of people who are working on this. These are some of them. Some of them have been working on other EA Globals. Um, and some of them you may have already met. So you might be thinking, sounds great, how can I help? And I need two things. First, I need movement builders. I need people who want to be in their local community, building it and creating a vibrant EA ecosystem wherever they live. Then the second thing I need is money. 
So we're going to do a fundraiser for EA Outreach at the end of EA Global. So if you've got some cash and you want to give it to me, we should definitely talk. Thanks. (laughs) 